Welcome, everyone, to episode 344 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Today's topic is going to be Dynasty Warriors 9. Will is going to take the lion's share of this episode, having played uh, the most by far. Uh, I played a very little bit, and I don't know if you ended up playing a little bit, Corey, before before we started. No. Uh, okay. I had planned on playing more, but I, I didn't quite get there which i'll explain when we have our main segment does anyone have anything they want to tease for later on the episode uh i'm going to talk about the new fortnite update i briefly poked around in that today on xbox and that's it for me okay william i mean i the only other thing that i played was stardew valley okay Corey. nah nothing nil nine uh i i went and got Last Friday, even though I said I would probably wouldn't do it right away, I went and got Bay- the Bayonetta 2, which came with the digital version of Bayonetta 1. So I downloaded Bayonetta 1, and I've been playing that. Uh, more Celeste, and I also started DMC for 4 in February, so I'll be talking about all those. All right, Dan. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get into the main segment. Will, uh, let's talk about Dynasty Warriors 9. Um, Will... As I said, Will's going to take the lion's share of this episode. Uh, He did tell me, oh, I think it was over the weekend, that it was safe for me to play because most of the, or a lot of the glaring performance issues had been kind of sorted on the PC version, and he said it wasn't, didn't run too badly. So uh, I was able to give it a, give it a try today. I played for half an hour. I went into the first mission, and I could not, for the life of me, advance past the first step of the first mission. I Who'd could you pick? Not, uh, not the first group, but the second group. Red, blue, or green? I don't know what color it was. <laughs> I was very confused by all the menus. Blue, blue. Which blue, I'm blue. Not, uh, it wasn't Cow Cow. It was the one after that. Leo Bay. Leo, Leo Bay. Okay, that sounds right. He had a big, big, uh, like, broadsword, curved broadsword. Oh, no, that was Soon Jian. Soon Jian. That yeah, sounds Leo- right. Yeah, Leo Bay has dual swords. Okay, yeah, no, it was a big, big curve, like, not broadsword, but whatever kind of sword. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I briefly did the tutorial just to tap around on a few buttons, and then I went to load the mission, and I had to kill this one guy, and I had to, like, use the abilities to kill this guy, and it just would not trigger. Were you using a uh, controller? Yes, so you were 360, right? Is the controller that you used? Controller, yeah. I had to use the right bumper and then yep. B. Right bumper and B, yeah. It would not trigger. Really? I tried it 30 times. Then I, finally, I was just like, ah, screw it. And I ran off and I just went and killed a few guys. And then I was like, I'm going to play DMC. Interesting. So that's what, that's what that was my experience with Dynasty Warriors 9. Very little. Okay. So I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's a, it's a bug, if it just was something that I did that I'm stupid. Which yeah, they're, the they're still working on uh, performance patches for it. I think the Steam 
uh, reviews. I'm going to bring them up real quick, but I know it was not uh, favorable at yeah. all. I mean, it looked it looked fine. It controlled fine. Um, I didn't I didn't have any glaring uh, frame rate drops. It seemed to run consistently, probably in the fifties. So, fourteen percent of the reviews for the game are positive. That's not very good. Which I think is the lowest I've ever seen, especially for a major release like that. You know, you'd get fifty fifty usually. I think. Well. To get into it, this is Omega Force's like hack and slash open world game. It's a very ambitious Dynasty Warriors title. Uh, all the other Dynasty Warriors titles really kind of follow the same formula and don't really deviate too much from it. You're kind of on a fixed map and you do the battle, kill the main bad guy, you move on. But with this one, all of China is accessible from the very beginning. You can traverse all of it, which is a lot different. So you can kind of explore the world kind of how you want to. So the game has 90 characters in total, which is the most in a Dynasty Warriors game. Uh, there's a lot of them. Uh, and it still has the one versus like thousands feeling that was in the other games, but with the elements of an open world game. So like I easily like so it's split up into chapters and I think there is 12 or 13 total chapters in the game. Uh, and each chapter has multiple sections per character. So you would be like, so say, for example, there'll be three sections in one chapter. So like you'll do the first critical mission, the second critical mission, the third critical mission, and then like you complete the chapter. Uh, And that varies here and there, depending on the character and how important they were to the chapter. Um, So it's kind of, it's a very weird game where you can just go right into battle, kill as many enemies as you want. Like every section of the game, like I would be killing 1000 soldiers, usually at least, which is, you know, in the other dynasty warriors game, killing a thousand soldiers is like on the high end. But like with this one, I was continuously hitting that because there's just so many enemies like everywhere on the map. So you can do that, but you can also, if you just want to explore like fish craft, you can go do all that. You can collect resources for crafting, uh, you know, make gems to improve stats and weapon buffs. You can visit major cities where you can talk to soldiers, uh, other officers, whatnot. You can buy houses throughout the world, uh, visit tea houses for boosts, you know, hunt for animals like you do in Far Cry, just not as not as good, obviously. Uh, you upgrade your character stats. So it has all of that in there. Um, and, like, how these critical missions are presented, it's there will be that main mission, which is the critical mission. So that's like the over, like the overarching like goal of the section of the chapter. But there's going to be like little mini side missions where you can go take a fort. And what it does is if you take the fort that's uh, like owned by the enemy, it'll lower the morale of the opposing faction that you're fighting. And uh, will also lower the level of the overall mission. So say like you're a level forty character, and you're over the final mission's like fifty level fifty. If you take like forts and do other side quests within the world, it'll bring that uh, main mission down levels down and make their morale low. Which means like your allies will be more willing to help fight. Uh, they won't do as much damage. You know they'll be weaker, so on and so forth. So that's sort of how the game is set up. Uh, there are new things in the game, such as like a grappling hook, which I talked about, I think, last week, where people were complaining that the grappling hook was in there, even though you don't need to use it at all if you don't want to. I really like the grappling hook because sometimes trying to traverse cities is a pain because it's, like it's like a maze sometimes. 
Uh, so I can just throw it up on a wall and climb over it, which is really nice. Uh, every character has a bow, too, and that's for hunting animals uh, or killing if you want. Or you can, like, be really awesome with a bow and not use your main main weapon, which is another, like, different way you can fight. And you can craft different arrows where, like, you can make, like, fire arrows and light things on fire. Um, explosive arrows, which will blow things up. Uh, the game also has a day and night system and a weather system as well. I think the game's really cool when it's like dark out and it's rainy. It kind of adds a lot of ambiance to like the mission. There is one mission in particular called uh, Fawn Castle where you're sieging a castle and it was dark and rainy out. And it was just really cool because like you're doing this. It's one of my favorite missions in the Dynasty Warriors game because the story, it's like like a big pivotal moment within the story of the game. Uh, so it's like really cool to add the layers of rain and um, the darkness and everything like that while you're killing thousands of soldiers. It's like a really cool thing. Um, and also the combat system is a little bit different too. Like the normal where you mash the triangle and the square button, you know, that's still there. But now if you hold the bumper button, so it's R1 or right bumper, and this is what Dan talked about a little bit, uh, and you press triangle, square, X, or circle, it'll do like a different sort of move. Uh, you can charge it up and make it a little bit more powerful, and the goal for that is to be able to string attacks together a little bit more easily mm-hmm. and get longer combo strings going. And I think there's a lot of clone characters in this game, which is a big complaint for a lot of people. I don't really have too much of an issue with it, but I think they're uh, like they're they're called flow, reactive, and trigger attacks, which is w- what the bumper is. That's what like uh-huh. the over the the moves are i think they all flow differently and have a slightly different move set while your string attacks together so like the base attacks are the same but i think the strings of combos are a little bit different and vary on the character Uh, i mean if you have 90 characters in a game it's really hard to make them all like super different from one another yeah no and you know i I think with Dynasty Warriors, I'm not the type of person who's playing this game to have in-depth move sets for all these different characters i kind of just want all-out war yeah, and you know that's what I'm playing this game for. I'm not looking for like a, a Dark Souls esque fighter. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not looking for anything difficult. If I want to play a difficult hack and slash game, I'll play something different. Yeah, well, one th- I mean, one thing I wanted to ask you, Will, is, and this is a complaint that a lot of people levied against this game is, do you think it deviates too far from the standard Dynasty Warriors formula? Oh yeah, trying to, trying to do something different, you know? Yeah, it definitely deviates majorly uh, and i think what holds it back is the performance issues uh the like the po- the texture pop in and out is kind of an issue um I-, I think i said last week where where i briefly talked about it i think the performance issues are very valid to knock a game on uh frame rate like that's a big deal like texture pop-ins like there's moments where the game actually looks really really pleasing and nice and other times where it looks like a muddied mess and does not look good so I think it's definitely fair to knock it for all of that, but I don't think it's fair to knock it because it's ambitious and then trying to branch out and do something different. It's like in music when your favorite band changes up their sound and people complain about it being different, but if they make the same music, people also complain for them staying the same, so you really don't win. Like, how many times have people complained about all the Dynasty Warriors game being the same? Yeah. A lot of people, but in Dynasty Warriors 6, where they change up the formula, that's the most hated game in the franchise because they tried different things so then seven and eight was a return to form nine you know they deviate heavily even more so than six people hate on it Uh um now i think another thing that's very very valid is kind of saying that the world is kind of empty um i don't think 
there's no point really like I'm under leveled with my second character that I'm playing as right now, but I'm able to take on the critical missions pretty easily. There's really no reason for you to do the side missions other than getting a little bit of story or kind of screwing around. I'm somebody who likes to clear the red off the map, which is extremely difficult in this game, which the red is all of the uh, enemies on the map. I'm that type of person I like to clear it and have it all be like my army converging on the one base, but it's really kind of hard in this game because there's just it's so big and there's so many enemies out there like it's kind of crazy to see mm-hmm. so yeah like i can i will say like the world is kind of empty and the game is rough around the edges like i'm definitely gonna admit that like it's not a great game but i think that they have the shell of a really good game um and i'll say that i think the dynasty warriors story is underratedly a story i find really interesting uh, because it's like a balance of a big like very factual but also kind of like they dramatize it a little bit mm-hmm. for to make it a little bit more interesting and less dry. Um, and while the voice acting is some of the worst voice acting in the series, it was pretty bad. I uh, will agree with that. Like we, the four of us could go into the booth and put out way better voice acting for this game. Do it. Like, I don't, I really do not understand how they got voice actors that bad. Yeah. But, um, the story overall is pretty cool and how it works is like so because there's like 12 or 13 chapters in the game so like the kind of, the story follows like the perspective of the character while they were in that moment so for example like a big moment in the game is like Guan Yu who's the god of war getting killed by uh by he got betrayed by one of the kingdoms they teamed up together killed him to take back that province so like one of the characters surrendered in that fight and ended up getting being executed but like you don't get that side of the story unless you play as that character so like i was playing on characters that were the reinforcements of that mission so like i came in after that so i heard that that had happened but like i didn't see it and it's just it's really well done a couple couple moments in the game uh, and i really like it i think it's the best like narrative that they have been able to piece together uh, I thought Dynasty Warriors 7 did a really good job with the narrative, too, but I think this one's just slightly better. Um, I just like how they do the perspective of the different fighters. And I will say the story is really long. So, like, when I started the game, I chose Leo Bay first, which is the leader of the Shu Kingdom, uh, because they're the leaders of the kingdoms are the only ones available, and I don't particularly like playing any of them. So I played for five hours as Leo Bay and only did, like, a chapter and a half. Uh, and then I unlocked a new character who's named Sao Zhu, and I was like, I really liked his moveset. He was a new character, so I was like, I'll give him a shot. So I played him for 26 hours before I finally beat his story. Nice. So that was like an incredibly long... Like, the stories for these games are usually like five, six hours a character, uh, but like I said, I put 25 like hours into a story for a character, and like I still wasn't done. Like I kind of was trying to hurry through it so I could have somebody like I could have it beat for the episode. I should say I put in 32 hours in the game. Wow! So it'd be, if you beat it as one character, is that considered a beaten game? Yeah, the credits rolled. Yeah. Great job, Will. Well done, Will. Congrats yeah, and like I like like I said, it was a 25 hour playthrough too. Um, you know, I put a lot into it. Uh, it was, and like I said, I, I really enjoyed it. And it's like something that I was addicted to. Like I was sitting there. I'm like, I should probably study for my test. But then like it just that that thought faded away and I just kept killing more and more people. And like I just kept progressing more and more. So like overall, I like the, this game a lot. I can see why people would hate on it and think it's trash, though. Okay. Uh, I think it's all very valid. And I 
could not really recommend this game to anybody. Um, so that's where you're, I'm at. You're just with a big it. Dynasty Warriors nerd. Yeah, like I'm a huge Dynasty Warriors fan. I play all of the games. I think all of them have redeeming qualities about them. I think this one is ambitious, and I really kind of appreciate them trying. Uh, some, something like this, and I think there's a lot of potential for them to make it a lot better if they so decide to work on this. I just, it gets really, I would like to see the reviews if this game didn't have any performance and graphical issues. I would like to see, like, the honest reviews for this game. Because, like, there's actually, there's no, like, real discussion going on with the game. Like, I've followed the Dynasty Warriors subreddit, and it's all just, like, people raging on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's not too much discussion, but that's starting to subside a little bit, and people are actually having like talking about the game, like the characters, the story, like good builds, because like you can upgrade stats, like strength, health, muso, um, speed. Like I increased the speed of my character where I ran faster than being on a horse, so like I literally just sprinted anywhere if I needed to, um, and it was like pretty fast. And you can also fast travel, so like I was kind of like zipping around the map and like taking bases left and right and stuff like that, setting up pincer attacks. It was really cool. Um, nice. And, like, a moment that I really liked is, like, I bought a house on a mountain, and, like, it was nighttime, and, like, I'm in the middle of this, like, major war, but, like, I'm standing on this mountain at my house, just, like, looking over at the, the battlefield. And it was just kind of, like, cool, because, it's like, this is a hectic war game, but, like, I'm having this moment of, like, it's, like, a very chill game at the same uh-huh. time. Uh, it all depends. moment. Yeah, it all depends how you want to play it, because you can, you can really play it anywhere. Like, you can just be walking on the map, and you'll just see, like, a bunch of resources in the ground. You can just walk over them and collect all of them. And you don't, like, have to press a button to collect them. You just literally walk by it, and it'll... You'll just collect it. Unlike in stupid Fallout 4, where you had to select everything you wanted to pick up. 30-second yeah. animation of you kneeling down, <laughs> sawing at the grass, yep. putting it in your pack, standing up. And then... And then it zooms back into first person. So, yeah, no, that that's. I mean, do you guys have any questions about Dynasty Warriors Nine? I I do plan on giving it another shot. Yeah, Dan, I don't know what happened. The I was tutor- just stuck. A lot of people said the tutorial was bugged. That's why I skipped it. Okay. <laughs> it's always a good sign when the tutorial doesn't quite work properly. A lot of people when the game came out said the tutorial was the most bugged part of the game, uh-huh. which is I bizarre. See that. Interesting. So yeah, maybe I froze up the game when I went and did the tutorial first, and then went into the main story, and it would. That's why it wouldn't advance. <laughs> I have a question, Will. Yeah, what's up? Oh, go ahead. Finish your thought. I was just gonna say I didn't play that uh, character yet. He's the, under the Wu Kingdom. I haven't made a uh-huh. Wu character playthrough yet, so uh, I might could be that character's bugged. I don't know. Yeah. So my question is, um, it sounds like this game is a lot. Typically in the past, Dynasty Warrior game comes out and we know exactly what it is. It sounds like in this case, it's a little bit different. Do you think it's different enough for somebody who didn't really care for Destiny Dynasty Warriors, didn't necessarily dislike it, um, do you think this one has enough in it to draw somebody like that back in and enjoy it? Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a different Dynasty Warriors game, 
yeah, I think there is a lot of a lot of RPG elements to it. Like you can either I mean they're light, but way more than the past game. Like you can craft your own equipment, your own gems. Like you can attach gems to your weapons. So what I did was one of my attacks was a frost, another one was a wind attack, which increased my attack speed as well, and another one was a lightning attack. So like I added these gems to my weapon to be able to do kind of elemental damage, which is cool. So like they added that. You can upgrade stats, like I said, like with speed, uh, strength, and you can kind of customize a character to how you want. Uh, you can level up horses and stuff like that. You can own like a house, and like while none of it is like overall deep, it's it does add a little bit more layers to the game, and it's pretty easy to figure out those systems, even though the menus aren't very good. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I think the menus are pretty confusing at times and kind of convoluted. But I kind of just like accept that with Japanese developers, really, at mm-hmm. this point. Uh, it seems to always happen with them. So, I mean, yeah, there's there's more to this game than past games, even though it's more it's still like surface the amount of stuff they added, but it's still deeper than other Dynasty Warriors games. So, people who are a little bit more interested in RPGs and like the open world aspect, I would say give it a shot um, once they iron out everything. Because, like I said, I'm really curious what you guys would think of the game, considering you aren't huge into Dynasty Warriors. I think Dan probably likes it the most. Yeah. The series out of between you three. So So would you say maybe if you take away performance issues and look at this game in a vacuum, do you think it reviews better than what the scores are showing? 120%, yeah. I don't okay. think... I don't... Like, what's it, it's, what's it on Metacritic? Like, 50? I think it's higher than that. I think it's in the 60s, isn't it? I would say this game's in the 70s without the performance issues. I think there's a shell of a good game, like a really like a well-received game. I just All think... right, I'm trying to look up uh, review score here. <laughs> yeah, you're good. I like I think the people on Steam who have it at 14%, like that's kind of crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a technical mess, but if you take that away, like I do think the game overall is pretty good. For me, think, at least. Do you think there's hope for it? Is it the type of thing where they'll, they'll iron out those issues and then... I don't really know their track record uh, yeah. of fixing, because I don't think they've had a game this fraught with issues before. Yeah, yeah, because they usually craft a tighter experience that you know they can have a little more control over, I guess. Yeah, because they'll the have like... The world is something completely different. Yeah, like they'll have 25 battles, but they're all in like a confined area, and they vary yeah. on size, so like it's a lot easier for them to just throw 2,000 soldiers total, and then just have you duke it out, as opposed to... I'm not kidding you. I like I killed six thousand people in like one chapter, which is a lot. Like that's crazy. Nice. And like one of the battles that's this battle of Chibi, and like there's fire attacks that go on, and it's on the ocean, and like there is a lot going on there. So, yeah, no, like I said, I think the game has potential to be pretty good uh, but like I can't recommend it because of a lot of the issues that it's had and it's unfortunate because like I said I would like to see what people honestly think of it right instead of just you know seeing what's being said on the internet and immediately discounting it because I think it is a very interesting game and I was really curious to see how they worked the open world elements in a Dynasty Warriors game because it's it's something I just I did not I couldn't comprehend. I think Dan, you and I talked about how we had no clue how they were going to make that work. Yeah, it, it was announced. Yeah. So. Mm, okay. Anything else? 
No, I'll be playing a lot more of it. I think this is going to be one of those games that I play a lot during the course of the year. Good. It's always nice when you uh, get your money's worth, even if it's not necessarily something you love, but yeah, you play it enough to get your money's worth. Yeah, like I paid $55 for it, and I've already put 32 hours in. I think I got my money's worth already. Mm-hmm. Nice. Turn okay. my four in February, though, I will say that. My four yeah, in February my... would be done if I put the hours I had into this game into my four in February. Yeah, mine's been hurt by playing other things, too. It's a shame. <clears throat> so I get it. Okay. Uh, nibble bits. Who's got nibble bits? I do. I do. Let's hear it, Let's hear it well. Ooh. So my first one is that Warcraft 3 is getting some new updates. So they're, they, I didn't even know they had a public test realm. But lo and behold, that they do. For Warcraft um, 3? For Warcraft 3, yeah. So Blizzard has added a ton of changes and improvements to the game. There's an in-game editor uh, where you can create maps. Which I thought was already in there, but I guess not. Uh, they're adding the widescreen support. All those sort of things that are going to be added to the game. And, it kinda, and they also announced a tournament. So it kind of begs the question, is Blizzard going to remaster Warcraft 3? That would be awesome. I, I'd be into that. I yeah. think... I want to play a Warcraft like RTS game. Yeah. Would you I rather like Warcraft. War, uh, Warcraft Three Remastered or a Warcraft Four? Probably Four. Yeah. Yeah. It's been it's been long enough. Yes, it has. I think I'd be more interested in Four, but if they remastered Three, that would be more than fine with me. The problem, though, is uh, I feel like we've moved on from real time strategy games. It's definitely a lost... Uh... Is, is there still a market for it? I mean, just the Warcraft name is probably enough. If anybody could get away with it, I guess it would be Blizzard and Warcraft 4, but... Yeah, I mean, the health of StarCraft 2, I don't know how that's doing, but... It's good in the esports realm, but other than that... Yeah, is there that mass it's... appeal, you know? No. It could, well, it's not... Ex- I mean, you play that for online, and that is not the slightest bit accessible. <laughs> no. I wonder if a game like Age of Empires 4, if that's successful enough, if that provokes Blizzard to do a Warcraft 4. I, I feel like it won't be. But, yeah, but I, I feel guess like we'll find out. If you want to do a RTS with mass market appeal, it's got to have a, a very robust uh, single player. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Warhammer games, I guess they can be considered RTS, but they're kind of grand strategy RTS games, you know? So it's a little different. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I would be curious to see how if what they announce for this. I don't know. I'm kind of hoping for either a Warcraft 4 or a remaster. Yeah. Uh, my le- my next one is that Behemoth, who is the creator of Battle Block Theater and um, Castle Crashers, announced when Pit People, which is their new game, is coming out. It's March second, uh, which is in eight days. So that's coming out. Switch. Let me see. I don't think so. Missed the boat there. PC, yep. Xbox. It's been in early access for a while, so they probably didn't. Doesn't I mean, have um, crazy crazy good Steam reviews too. Yeah, it does. I have it on Steam. What's it called? Pit People. Hmm. It's a. It's actually. It's actually an RTS, if I remember correctly. So it's a. It's a cool game. It's a turn-based strategy game. So, um, yeah, no, I, Behemoth has a really good track record 
I think, uh, I mean, Castle Crash is amaz- amazing. Battle Block Theater. I think Corey played through and beat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, it was that a game February was, game. That game was good, too. So they have a good I chose practice. it because I made fun of you for it. Did, you did like it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah jerk. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just remember when you were describing it, you kept talking about cats. Yeah. And I think I was drunk for that episode. <laughs> yeah, that sounds got pretty it. accurate. You gotta play a behemoth game to kind of understand what's going on, like story wise. Yeah, I didn't even you... like Castle Crashers personally. I think you're the only person I've ever heard say that. Yeah, it's so boring. <laughs> I'm offended by that. That's one of my oh, favorite man. indie games ever. I didn't play Battle Block. Battle but... Block's a platformer, right? Battle battling platformer game. Probably like that better. I think puzzle puzzle platformer. Yeah. With like, you know, you can compete against people. Uh, their games are oh, all right. radically yeah. different from each other. So, and finally, my last one: Corey, Broly, and Bardock are coming to Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh yeah, I like Bardock. I don't like Broly, so I don't care that he's being added. But I think you Bardock don't like Broly. No, I think he's overrated. You didn't watch the movie, did you? No. There you go. <laughs> it's. The characters I want to get added, I want to get added badly, and if they don't, I'll be kind of, I'll be upset. Yeah. Because, like, the rumors going around that our base Goku and base Vegeta are going to get added, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, a third version of Goku and Vegeta? Come on. Yeah, who cares about that? Give the that. people what they want, Will. I want some of those obscure characters, like Deborah. I would be cool with Deborah. That spit ability where he can turn people to stone, that could be yeah, his ultimate. Game over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be talking very briefly, just so I don't torture Eric, about uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged in my week as I've been watching that. Oh, that's so, right. I forgot. I'm a, I, you told me to watch that, and I never uh, never saved it. Seven, eight-minute episodes, so it's worth it. I'll talk about it in my week, but uh, that's it for me. Okay. What do you got, Eric? Uh, Dan, I just wanted to briefly touch on the uh, Fortnite Fortnite Season 3 update that came out yeah. today. Uh, that was my nipple bit. So I'm just going to touch on some of the uh, the bigger things that came out in the update that came along with Season 3. Um, so let's see. A new weapon called the Hand Cannon, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a big pistol that uses heavy ammo, uh, kind of shotgun-esque, I suppose you could say. Um there are changes to building, um, mostly in the speed category. So uh, previously, you had to... I play on Xbox, so I'll be speaking to that. But previously, when you played on Xbox, you had to pull the right trigger every time you wanted to build a wall or a, you know stairs or whatever. Uh, now, you can just hold it down, and it'll just keep building, which is really cool. Um, <clears throat> and another part of building that got annoying was you'd run out of... There's three resources. There's wood brick and metal um and if you want say you're building uh wooden walls and you run out of wood uh you had to in the middle of all this hectic battle going on while you're building you had to switch what resource you're building with if you run out now we'll just automatically switch to the next one which is Uh really nice uh something small but something that i think will be a nice addition um something i noticed today when i played uh was the 60 frames per second on console versions of the game. <laughs> now, it looks so much better than yeah. it did. It's like super polished looking. 
which is really nice. I only got to play one game, so um, I don't know if it helps with gameplay at all, but it certainly looks very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, was there anything else? Uh, so they did add a couple of other things. Um, Cosmetic-wise, they're calling back bling, which is basically just uh, different backpacks your character can wear. Um, there are different loading screens. I haven't seen any of the loading screens to know what those look like, but you can unlock them and change what your loading screen looks like. And there are um, <clears throat> different trails that will form behind you as you jump out of the bus down onto the map. So just some different cosmetic stuff. And one of the more interesting ones, I guess, is uh, one of the high-level tier unlocks is a John Wick costume for your character. So... Hmm. That's kind of cool. Um, so I did look into the Battle Pass thing a little bit, because nobody I know seems to understand how the Battle Pass works. Um, I did purchase it today. It was about $10. So basically how it works is there's three ways that you can kind of play Battle Royale. There's Basic, which is absolutely free, and you don't really unlock anything. Uh, then there's the battle pass version, which is what I got for about 10 bucks. And how that works is for each, each level you gain, which they, I think the levels, they call them tiers, you unlock something, uh, whether it be more experience, more of their virtual currency. Um, like the, the first tier was a new skin for my character. It's like, a a, uh, an outer space outfit. Um, so you can unlock different gliders and things of that nature. So uh, it, it kind of gives you a little more incentive while you're playing, kind of keeps it a little more interesting and fresh uh, to be able to unlock those things without having to pay for them. Uh, well, I guess you are paying $10 to be able to unlock them. But if you were to pay for everything separately, it would I think I read it would be like 150 bucks for all wow. of it. Yeah. So you do have to play. So they say it would take... 75 to 150 hours of play for somebody to unlock everything in a season. Um, Another cool thing they did this season was they added much more to the Battle Pass unlockables than were in Season 2. And I guess to kind of alleviate the hours necessary, they kept the hour rate the same, and they're giving more experience boosts and things like that. So um i'm i'm excited to see the different things i'll be able to unlock that's for sure uh i'm sorry the third way that you can do it uh on top of the battle pass there is what the hell is it called battle bundle so that is the battle pass plus you unlock the first 25 tiers worth of um unlockables so you kind of jump right to level 26 and that's 20, 25 bucks, somewhere around there. I looked um, a little, little out of my price range. I thought I'd rather just play and see what I can get. Mm-hmm. How long, yeah, and I apologize if you said already, Eric, but how long does a season last? 60 days, maybe? 60 days. Oh, here, actually, right here. February 22nd to April 30th. Season three. Yeah. Two months. About two months. So, yeah, I'll be reporting on, on uh, my unlockables, I suppose, as as they come. I like the first skin, though. It's pretty cool. Um, they, I guess they focused more on sci-fi this time instead of medieval, which is what Season 2 was. Uh-huh. Um, sci-fi and John Wick. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, and okay. that's all I got. 
Corey, what do you have? I, I thought I came unprepared, so I quickly started looking for something. And then I remembered, uh, according to thumbstickathletes.com, a fan community launched a private Final Fantasy XI server. Uh, there's a story behind this, but first I'll just talk about the news part of it. But um, apparently it's it's all free. You just go to their website, and you can find that link on our website. Um, but you go to that link, you download the client, and then their server is just controlled by them. Uh, you can even download backups of your character. So even if you want to move to a different server at some point, you can do that. Um let me just read their little note here. Server is specifically set up for 2003-2004. Enjoy the true old-school feeling of when Final Fantasy XI was first released. That's going way back. Yes, it is. Whew. I remember um, trying it when it first came out. You did try it? I was going to ask. If... Very briefly. Okay. Um, people like it. People are still playing it. I, I, I'm curious, and I think I might do this only so that I can get Final Fantasy XI on my resume because that's the only one I haven't touched I was just about to ask if that's the only one you haven't played yeah let's do it I'm thinking about it I just need a I need it maybe next weekend might be a good time to do it I should probably install it though and get everything set up first because who knows what could go wrong but you don't need CD keys or anything it's all all free. So the story behind this is I was surfing reddit and I was on the gamer news subreddit and somebody posted um, we just launched our, I don't know if they just launched it. They could have launched it two years ago for all I know, but they were advertising that they needed more members. They were recruiting new members in the gamer news subreddit, which I knew was against their rules, but I clicked through it anyway. And obviously the first comment wasn't a moderator. It was just some guy saying like, you broke rules, blah, 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 blah. This isn't news. This is a promotion, blah, 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 blah. So then I quickly created a news story about it on thumbstickathletes.com and replied <laughs> replied to that guy's comment say, saying fixed question mark and then he's like yeah this this is good yeah but then nice. a moderator yeah i thought it was hilarious and then a moderator showed up and and closed the the uh the post anyway uh, but uh, uh, for that hour or so uh i felt i felt good and if i was that guy i'd be like this guy this this thumbstick athletes they're they're cool guys they just created a news story for me going to bat for us yeah, but uh, he he or she has not reached out to me to say thank you. So it's a thankless world out there on Reddit. Mm-hmm. It really is. But anyway, that's my nibble bit. Okay. I got a couple quick ones, uh, Nintendo Switch related. The first is, and I've been asking for this for a while in, in other games, is that Doom added motion controls uh, in their most recent update, which... <clears throat> makes it so that it controls a little bit like using the bow in Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. Which, as a PC gamer who cannot aim for crap with thumbsticks, uh, if I can fine-tune my aim a little bit with a little tilt of the wrist, that's beautiful. So I'm really tempted to maybe get this on the Switch. Just to just to try it out. But Dan, maybe, maybe there's a demo. Dan, you'd be giving Bethesda money. I know. I, Dan. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if there's a demo, but the first video that came up when I typed in Doom Switch was testing Doom Switch's new gyro controls yeah. and our impressions. So yeah. People seem to really, really like it from what I what I gather, too. So There you go. Definitely interested in that. And then <clears throat> my last one is that some people were uh, bringing home their Bayonetta 2 copies and going to download their 
Bayonetta one copy from the digital store and not having invalid codes. This did not happen to me, luckily. Uh, I am not one to... I freaking hate co- contacting customer service about anything. So that would not have been a fun time. But even uh, a couple people had gotten bad codes when they had co- contacted customer service. So Oh, man. Hopefully they get their their issues sorted and uh, get people their Bayonetta 1 codes. I wonder how that happens. I wonder if... Um... Don't know if it's just bad people figuring out game codes somehow, or if it's a mistake on the opening the game. Opening it could be people opening the game case and taking the code out and redeeming it and then closing it up. And Mm -hmm. because we actually had uh, from our computer business, we had four copies of Windows that Mm -hmm. someone opened the package. Uh, It was from an Amazon reseller. Someone opened the package, claimed the the Windows 10 key, sealed it back up, and sold it for under retail of course there's um there's a lot of scary stuff going on on amazon yeah. lately uh yep. shady like gaming reviews i mean i used to that used to be my go-to spot would be go to amazon read the reviews but now you can't you can't even trust those anymore yeah i trust ebay more now who's who's doing that now every like all the third-party resellers oh and sophie was telling me um because we had to get new heart guard medicine for fiona Yep. that she was reading a lot of stories about the third party resellers like putting fake pills and selling them and I mean how would we know the difference? Yeah. Damn. It's Unreal. Horrible. Yeah. All so. for some money. Wow. Can't just be good people. Can't count on that anymore. Well, nope. think about it. You put a shitty product on Amazon, you pay some some company in China that does this like a thousand bucks to write 300 five-star reviews and you make your money back no problem yeah anyway we would never stoop to that no we would not okay i would (laughs) (laughs) at least you're honest (laughs) eric how's your week uh pretty good dan had some family down visiting my um sister-in-law came down with my nephews uh, so that was fun. <clears throat> I went. I took my older nephew to the Virginia uh, baseball home opener. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. I got a re- they redid a stadium, so that was uh, pretty interesting. And a nice, nice stadium for a college team. Uh, but they got lit up. It was six nothing in the first inning, oh. and the pitcher got wow. pulled after two thirds of an inning. So yeah, they have a good baseball team too. I think they're ranked like seventeenth in the country. Huh. Um, but yeah, that was a good time. Let's see, did I do anything else? Jeez, I don't think so. Just, uh, oh, well, <clears throat> been adjusting to my wife going back to work uh, oh. after having the baby. So I've had two nights by myself with the baby now. Uh, one went better than the other. Last night was a rough night. <laughs> <laughs> the The first night, he went to bed at like 8.30, slept until 5 a.m. So nice. that was great. Yeah. Um, Last did, night, did, real quick, did, did you wake up in the morning and be like, what the hell happened? No, no, he does that pretty frequently. Okay, yeah, when when that first started happening to us after we after our first, it was months, months and months into the into the mm-hmm. thing, and you'd wake up in the morning, and you're like, what? Did I sleep through yeah. chaos? Or <laughs> He ordinarily will sleep until anywhere between 3 a.m. or 5 a.m. Okay. Um, last night, he woke up at 3 a.m., 
and I fed him, did the whole bit, and it was two hours before I could get him to go back to sleep. Oh, man. And I had been up playing Fortnite until midnight. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, that's how they roll. Say, I wasn't, uh, <laughs> I was, I was pretty grumpy today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just adjusting to that, but it's, it's all right. It's going pretty well. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I think that's about it. Okay. Will? Uh, two things. I wanted to say that everybody should watch Dragon Ball Z Abridged. It's a fan-made parody of the series uh, where they do their own voices and stuff and, like, own animations. And it's really funny. Like, one of the moments, like, when Vegeta and Trunks confronted Cell uh, in one of the episodes, like, Vegeta made the comment to Cell that he was going to pound Cell so hard that, and he looked at Trunks that his mother was going to be jealous. It's like comment. It's comments like that where they poke fun at like them charging up abilities and stuff like that. Like it's it's really funny. It nice. starts off kind of rough. Uh, you can tell like it's a hundred percent like fan made, but like as they get towards the cell saga, like it's really good and like really impressively done, and like the voice acting is really really good. Um, it's it's really funny. I laugh out loud almost every episode. It's good stuff. And Corey, you would appreciate it especially. Looking forward to looking forward to watching them. Episodes are like anywhere from seven to twelve minutes, so it's really short and digestible, which is which is important, I think. Uh, and the other thing is, is I recorded the first episode of a music podcast I started with my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow! But, but boy, was it fraught with technical difficulties. <laughs> Audacity sucks. Well, like, it's free. Yeah, but like, there's no reason for it to just randomly crash multiple times during the process of recording. It's always a reason. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, don't, I don't think I've ever had it crash on me. So my one friend's of. laptop had a gig space free, but it kept saying that it was it was still crashing, and it was because when, of lack of space. The raw the raw audio is huge. Like, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> like an hour and a half episode is like four gigs of really space yeah it's huge and then what you once you compress it then it's manageable oh okay i didn't know that yeah wow okay well we had issues with that um and then like the times got off sync a little bit because we had to pause once so i don't know i'm gonna have a hard time editing it i asked Corey to run me through how to edit it and i know i'm gonna be spending a while to be Trying to get that working. We might have to re-record it. I don't know. I, I was going to say, at a certain point, you might just be better off chalking it up to a learning experience and moving on. Well, yeah. we already we recorded it twice. We did <laughs> 30 minutes. <laughs> and then it went down. And then we did another one. And it went an hour and 30, I want to say. But, yeah, it, it'll be up at some point. It'll be, It's uh-huh. called The Notables. So Nice. It's a good name. Yeah, it's 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 tough trying to like figure this stuff out, like because you guys usually handle everything for pond hockey and this one, so like I don't have to, I don't have to worry about it. But. I try to I try to have it so that there's as little work possible after yeah. you get done, because if it, if I had to spend hours editing, I just I wouldn't do it. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> so. so yeah, I'm. It's gonna be a huge learning experience with this, and it's probably gonna suck audio quality wise for a little bit but yeah definitely i mean i still mess with ours occasionally it could how be. are you doing it will is everybody recording on their own end yeah and then they send me their files 
sucks, though. I mean, uh, now that I know that the raw audio is that big, uh, we might it might be easier. But why don't you just do why don't you just do it um, how Dan does it and have a an extra Skype call on the computer that records it. That way, you don't have to worry about anybody else except for that one computer. Hmm. You're you're a genius. You guys are wow. Well, I mean, you're not going to get the best audio quality that way, yeah. but it's, it's easiest serviceable. I think our podcasts sound fine. Well, one thing is, I do want to learn how to edit it, you know, and be a little bit more have more skills at my disposal. Yeah. Uh, well, but right, you would, you would still be the editor. Yeah. No, you're right. Looks like the problem is I don't have another computer. I could borrow like mom and dad's laptop for it, but yeah, or just I mean, um, shoot me a text or something if I'm available. I, I'd happily record it for you. Okay. Yeah. So but again, that... I mean, you're gonna end up with a big audio file unless I compressed it before sending it back. I don't know. Well, I'll figure it out. Like I said, I'll sit down this weekend and see how the first episode went like listen through and see how badly it lines up or whatnot and figure that out so technical issues aside um what'd you guys talk about so what we did was we did like uh, i host it so like i did a brief like i said I, I let off with you know this is the notable podcast the normal intro and i said if you're here for or i said this is the music podcast for the layman uh you're not gonna get like deep musical theory conversation because none of us have musical talent but we're more of like i kind of i kind of took the angle that we take like we are just like consumers who enjoy a lot of different types of music so like that's kind of the angle we go about it with and that's kind of you know how we do it and i explained like our backgrounds we talked about like our intros musically and like kind of what we were exposed to as kids um so like i talked about what mom and dad listened to and what you guys listened to and they all did the same and then we did top 10 artists and top 10 albums nice all right, give me your number one. My number one artist or album? Album and artist. Uh, it's by the same guy. It's by that rapper I talked about a couple months ago. And asked. Slick Rick? No. <laughs> oh. It's a but, rapper, huh? Yeah, it's actually... Wow. Yeah, I, I really like him. He's uh, He's interesting. He doesn't swear in any of his music, which I think takes a lot of talent instead of just rhyming the N-word with the N-word. Like well, what's his name? Rapper. Uh, NF. You've like listened the letters to NF. I know I have. I just can't remember. Yeah. Put out a number one album in October. No name. Let you down. Let you down's his like huge radio hit. I see twenty nine million Vivo views. And that's not even. Uh, I know on Spotify it has like three hundred and seventy five million streams or something like I've that. I've never never heard of this person, nor, nor have I. I heard any of those songs. Uh, he's. Nor will I. No. He's a uh, he's not like a post Malone little pump kind of rapper. He's completely different. He has he has talent. I just don't but, like rap yes. music. I have to very, take your word for it. Old I'm school, very, old school rap, Eric. We like old school rap. I don't. You don't? <laughs> no. Not even like old Snoop. Uh yeah, I can stand the Chronic. That was yeah. a decent album. Yeah, Eric. But mostly because I got a good. J- chuckle out of it yeah it's it's it is funny it's funny this is coming up i guess i could talk about this for my week as well but uh i've been listening to a lot of the gold school spotify playlist and Uh it's all like that's why i said slick rick it's all like that kind of stuff i actually kind of like it i don't know doesn't do it for me 
But yeah, no, uh, music. (laughs) Just general music. Oh, album. Number one album. Uh, It's his most recent album, Perception. Ah, okay. But like, I kind of realized that the three of us have very, like, what, Eric, you know both the people. It's Colin and Zach from Wegmans. Uh, Ferraro. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was interesting to, like, he's a huge gamer, and, like, he had video game soundtracks in his top <laughs> top ten. Like, it was interesting. So, <laughs> but, uh, he was He's one of the, he's the tall, like, kind of goofy kid. Worked in produce with me. I don't know. You, I mean, you haven't been in that store for, like, yeah. two years, so. But, yeah, it was fun. Okay. Anything else, Will? No, nah, that's it. All right. Uh, I'll go real quick. First off, I was up super late last night also uh, watching Team USA win the gold medal in women's hockey over Canada in a shootout. Yeah. Uh, it was an incredibly stressful game. It was an awesome hockey game, though. Uh, the action was fantastic. Uh, really, like, it was better than any men's game I've seen by a, a wide margin uh, the entire Olympics, so... Um, it was, it was good stuff. It kind of saved, uh, hockey for me for this, this Olympics, the women's team, the women's team. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that, it was really good. That goal, uh, by was a Lamar, Yeah. That was disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. He faked the goalie out of her pads. Sick. Like, mitts. And that's Shannon <laughs> Sabato too. Wasn't, didn't she play in yeah. the AHL? She might've. She, she was she was really good. She was the reason why Canada made it as far as they did because uh, we we talked about it before the episode. But the entire third period and the oh, most of the overtime, the USA dominated play and and had a lot of quality scoring opportunities. And yeah, just, Sabato just shut them down. Is there another sport where the the joy on the the faces of the players when they score or when they win these medals that is like as genuine. I don't know. Oh yeah. I look at these, especially the world, women world cup soccer. They... Watch the world cup. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I so feel it's like a, watch, it's an apt watch, comparison. I, here's one for you. Watch Egypt's qualification game where they got, where they made it to the world cup this year. Not even in the tournament, just getting into it. Yeah. Watch that. But I yeah. will say hockey and soccer are definitely the two where you see the most joy from the players when they win something like that. Like, I don't know. I don't it's, know. I mean, it's I, think, infectious. I think you see it in football. Yeah, maybe. But like when I look um, at the NBA, when they win Olympic gold, like gold, you don't see that. Yeah. Sort of reaction. I, yeah, I guess. But I would say football, you see it college i just i just feel like there's there's a there's a much more like stoicism is is a more of a trait in in football and even in baseball like i I know they let loose every now and again but i just i don't don't know know if i agree with that maybe with the coaches i don't know about with the players though yeah i guess i guess it's a stupid thing to argue about but i don't know (laughs) i I was just really excited to see the look on their faces when they won and even when they scored the goals and everything it was a huge deal for the U.S. team because they kind of have been, you know, so close to being in Canada for a while now in the the gold medal, but haven't gotten it done. But they did this time finally. Yeah, they hadn't they hadn't won since 1998, the first year that they had the the women's tournament in Canada. They've played Canada in every single. Oh, they might have gotten bronze one year, but they they played Canada for for the gold medal and in, in the other other matches and 
lost. So, but yeah, it was good, good to see them get the win. I was glad you brought up um, the Olympics. I did want to talk about the curling match. Yeah, I watched a couple of the U.S. men's curling match because my buddy is a huge curling fan and he knows like the players and everything. <laughs> So I've kind of, yeah, even like we were playing Fortnite before the Olympics started and the men's uh, qualification matches were going on, like for the guys who were going to be on our team. And he knew all the players and he had it up on his iPad and he's like, oh man, you know, this is, he's using all the terminology. And I was like, what on earth are you talking about? But anyway, so I've been paying attention to the, to the curling team and uh, it's actually really cool. It's very yeah. strategic. Um, I didn't realize uh, there's a lot that lot that goes into, you know, the planning and like there's a countdown clock that each team has that gives them a certain amount of time. They're allowed to talk about the next shot they're going to take. Um, so there's just there's a lot that goes into it. It's, it's pretty interesting, actually. I enjoyed it quite, quite thoroughly. And the U.S. advanced to the gold medal game for the first time. Also beating Canada. Beat Canada, yeah. <laughs> Smacked them around on the ice a couple of times. Yeah. It's funny, Allison was telling me about how like brutal the Canadian media media has been about how they're so great at the the ice sports. <laughs> and she yeah. said it was so nice to see the US team beat them <laughs> twice in two sports. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, good stuff. Uh, so there's that. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember when I <clears throat> when I talked about it around Christmas time, but our AT&T account was hacked and someone ordered an iPad, iPad Pro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it happened again both last night and this morning. Someone hacked into our AT&T account and ordered twice. iPhone X twice. Wow. So we're getting ready to abandon AT&T because try because you, you have to go through their fraud protection or fraud uh, customer support. Mm-hmm. Frog uh, protection. F- frog protection. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my wife was the first time she was on the phone for three hours on hold. Nothing. Ugh. Uh, and th- today she was on it for like 45 minutes and is just like, you know what? I'm not, I, I don't have time to be on hold for hours and hours and hours. So there's nothing anyone can do to help us. So I think we're just going to jettison AT&T and go to a different, different carrier. Wow. But yeah. That's scary. Somebody, somebody I know had his, uh, identity stolen fairly recently. Oh, full on identity. Yeah. That sucks, man. Because it's just like, luckily for us, it's just our AT and T account. When we get an order, it just gets canceled. So yeah. it's obnoxious, though. Um, God, I feel like it's... oh yeah, I've I've been working hard, kind of on my four in February. I was my wife was asking me how I was doing four in February. I was like, ah, not as good as I would have liked. You know, I, I started playing Celeste and Bayonetta, and she's like, you just you need to get your shit together. Get it done. Dan, if you if I was you like, can't I better I better do it. If you can't be good at video games, what, okay, what is there? Well, I mean I've I've always said like video games would be the thing that I was best at, but I'm still <laughs> the average at most video games. Yeah. You know, like uh, Jack of all trades, master of none, you know. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on the master of none. So, you know, I've got a mid level knowledge on a lot of things nothing too in depth but i think that's all i have to talk about what do you got Corey? uh well i guess a lot has happened in the last two weeks but um when we were talking sports one thing jumped into mind that i'll i'll briefly talk about is that i watched the lance armstrong documentary the one that came out in 2013 um everybody's familiar with the story uh so going into the 
the movie. I mean, so before it came out that he was a doper, um, he was a hero, right? Yep. And then after it came out that he was a doper, he was a goat. He was a pariah. Yeah, terrible, terrible guy. Um, after watching the documentary, I think it's both. Um, because they brought up the point, and I think it's an important point that um, everybody was doing it, doping, um, not even doping using I forget the exact. It's not going to come to me. What? Uh, but doping, human growth hormone, there was like three or four things that he was guilty of. And they brought up the point that of all his seven Tour de France victories, he shared the podium. There was only one person he shared the podium with that wasn't um, at one time or another uh, part of a doping scandal. Yeah, One of my favorite Bill Burr, Bill Burr jokes was uh, <clears throat> uh, it was right. He was on a Adam Carolla podcast right when that happened. And he's like, yeah, they're going to take it away from Lance Armstrong and give it to the other guy who's riding his bike 30 miles per hour uphill. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> that's a good point. That's, yeah. That's, that's what they do. <laughs> it's, it's a really good point. Um, and even when, so when he made his comeback and his comeback, quote unquote, in 2009, the guy who, who won, uh, I think Lance came in third, but the guy who won was shortly thereafter um, wrapped up in a huge doping scandal and his, his victory was taken away from him as well. So uh, it's just normal. The reason why I think he's a bad person is because he was so violent in his defense um, that he was doing nothing wrong, that he threw a lot of people under the bus. Um, some good friends of his, including a former, a former teammate of his on the Tour de France uh, for one of his victories, he, he basically um, really ruined that guy's career and made his wife into, uh, I don't know, made her into a... I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it, but um, she said something that was true that he said was not true um and still to this day says it is not true and um she was ruined for it as well um i mean the, they were getting death threats all the whole thing i think mm-hmm. when you get to that point i don't really there's no excuse uh, yeah everybody's doing it but when you start ruining other people's lives yeah um, i don't know you just after that happens you just disappear just, yeah disappear man yeah so i mean even in his comeback the the documentary started before all of this came out. Uh, the documentary started telling the story of Lance Armstrong, the hero and um, how, when he was coming back in 2009, he was going to do it like perfectly clean. And uh, that's what it seemed like he tried to do. Although even after that 2009 run, they, the world anti-doping agency released a report saying that his red blood cells had increased, um, which is impossible based on what he was doing. And it coincided perfectly with his comeback in 2009, like in the third stage or whatever of the race. Um, so people speculate that even though he still swears up and down, he didn't he didn't do anything illegal for that 2009 run and came in third that um, all the evidence points to at least a blood transfusion. Okay. But it's crazy, man, that the the lengths they went to to get to get these illegal things. At one point, they faked a mechanical breakdown. Uh, and all got on like a bus where they all got blood transfusions and everybody, camera, camera people, fans, like were all crowded around this bus just thinking they were in there fixing a bike, but they were all in there getting blood transfusions. Uh, um, it was, it's pretty intense. I mean, they had a guy, they had a, basically a drug mule um, that they would meet in shady places to get there, whatever. But uh, really, really interesting. Um, it's crazy. And it, it is, it, 
the documentary turned into Lance wanting to tell the more nuanced story of what happened. And there is a lot more nuance than, than what's, uh, readily available, but that's uh, usually again, the case. With yes. Things. Yes. People, people don't realize that these situations can't be summed up in a social media post. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, I'll, I'll reiterate, I think, I mean, his comeback from cancer, incredible, really. Yeah. Uh, it was up into his brain from his testicles. That's wow. how bad it was. He was coughing up blood and he ignored it. Um, oh, man. Yeah. And I mean, they talked a little bit about that process, but um, I, yeah, I still think I still think he's a great athlete, probably the best at that time. But um, still a cheater, still a bad person. I don't know. Hmm. That sounds neat. What is that on Netflix? It is on Netflix. Yeah, I forget what it's okay. called. The Lie or something like that. Huh. Okay. Uh, shall we get into what we played? Sure. Am I the yeah. only one that played anything new? No, Corey, yes. you you played new stuff. You're four in February. I did. Yeah, about two weeks ago. You want me to talk about it? Yeah, let's hear it. I sort of had a falling out with games after playing them again. So, I mean, I, I think at this point, I, it's fair to say I have fully backed out of four in February. I'm not even not even going to attempt it, um, considering I made a judgment call or an executive decision to replace one of my games with Celeste because I actually enjoyed it, which was a good thing. Because once I played Tooth and Tail and Hellblade, I'm like, I'm not sure I like video games again. Um, I spent hard-earned money on that game. I know you did well, and I feel bad, but uh, in the sake of, for the sake of the pod, I have to be honest, right? Otherwise, I'd tell you I loved it. It It's great. (laughs) It's the best game I ever played. Um... No, yeah, so after I played Tooth and Tail and and, um, Hellblade, I was, I don't know, I just got this awful feeling about video games that I've been fighting for a while, and I thought I had overcome with a few really good games, like Slay the Spire I really enjoyed, and then Celeste I really enjoyed. I think there was another one in there that I really enjoyed, and I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a good year. Um, I guess, so with Hellblade, I sort of got a red flag right off the bat, because immediately like in the first level you're doing you're backtracking which i i don't know i know it sounds like a little thing but in in an adventure like story driven game that is a, a big red flag for me right off the bat um the i granted i only played about an hour and a half of it and it it is at two weeks ago at this point that i played it but um just really didn't click with me i i get that there's a good story in there but I shouldn't have to suffer through other things to see it. Do you think um, that's by design, though, Corey? No. Who, why would you design a game with bad? I, I shouldn't say bad because there are people that like it. And again, I didn't. I only played an hour and a half of it. But no, I, I don't. I don't think anybody intentionally makes something like makes a part of something bad to make another part. Well, because of it. that game specifically is supposed to walk you through the mind of someone who's uh insane. Yeah, and it didn't didn't work for me. Okay. Well, I, I was just wondering if if the backtracking was there on purpose to to make a point. Maybe a stylistic decision. Maybe. Yeah. Cuz um, I feel I know. feel like this game in particular everything is was crafted the way it was for a reason. I think you're giving it too much credit. I, I I usually do, but I think this game in this case, I'm that that's on my four in February list. I'm gonna start that soon, so I'll find out for myself. But 
I feel like, like I said, this game was uh, very meticulously crafted to be what it is, and that's it, walking through the, the yeah. mind of, of someone who's... who's and that's fine, and maybe at, like, hour three or four, that clicks and comes together and, and mm-hmm. you know, enhances the game. But again, like, I don't have time to sit through games to get to the good part anymore. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I know a lot of people do, and they review and talk about games accordingly, but I, I don't know. Um, I, I do not because uh, I mean, constantly you're shifting in and out of sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and even, even like the combat, it's the way it works is it's, it's few and far between, but then when you get to it, it's like the same guy over and over again, uh, different variations of the same character coming at you and you just need to keep killing it over and over again. And it's really easy. Um, you can button mash just fine and not even think about what you're doing to kill that guy i don't know when i what my impression of it before i played it was that it was really good story uh with this awesome combat and it just it didn't none of none of those things clicked with me in the hour and a half that i gave it uh, really really turned me off and there's these dumb puzzles that aren't even puzzles the way it works is you have to look around in a given area for some sort of letter um and you know what the or shape you know what it is but you have to find it in like the trees or the way the houses are or the way uh ruin is structured so like you'll see on the door that you need to find a y to get through it and then you'll go and look in the environment for something that makes that shape and there's only one spot that does it but i mean it could be anywhere and there's cues to kind of guide you toward it um but it's just to me that's just such a lame puzzle I don't know. Okay. Not a not a fan of Hellblade. Um, and then, uh, no, no, the witness is is far <laughs> superior. I guess I guess the best comparison would be um, what's that military one about insanity? Came out in like two thousand. Oh, spec, spec ops the line. Spec, yeah. spec ops the line, uh, which I actually liked, but um, that would be the the closest comparison. Um, the other one I played was Tooth and Tail, which was okay, but basically what it amounted to was spamming buildings, um, which is something I've never been good at in real-time strategy games. The, the like, build order, you know, finding, optimizing build order and just spamming things as fast as you can in given areas to pump out as many units as you can. Um, I don't know, that just... That style of real-time strategy strategy doesn't really work for me. I like the premise. I like that it's rodents um, or just rats. I don't know if they're... No, they're, I think they're different kinds of rodents. Um, and then there's... In between matches, there's like a hub that you go into. It's a, a saloon where you can talk to different characters. And and then you go into the, the real-time strategy portion of the game. Uh, but it's super simplified. You're just controlling the, the main rat dude running around dropping buildings. Um, and then guiding your troops in into battle um but again it just it just didn't click with me i wish i had more to say about it but uh that one i probably only played 45 minutes and was also like two weeks ago so two strikes for me on four in february um and like at like i said at this point i'm i'm done Corey's back to hating video games yeah, I joke to you guys that I'm going to turn my seat over to Jeff, who was on last <laughs> week for Fortnite. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> well, what do you think you're going to pick up next, Corey? Podcast if we <laughs> What's that, Dan? What do you think you're going to pick up next? 
I don't know. I still, I still, um, Knitting. I still like looking at games. I still <laughs> like imagining me playing games. Just when I sit down to play them, just not clicking. Yeah. <clears throat> Needs a switch, Dan. Yes, he does. I don't know. Unfettered <laughs> access to games. That's He'll just sell do. it again. Yeah, I just play Hearthstone on my phone. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Uh, what's coming out? I, I... Final Fantasy 15 PC. Mm, I mean, next, yeah. Next I'm, month. I'm excited for that, but that's not going to be the the game that draws me back in. It's not going to be Far Cry. Mm, I'm excited about Far Cry. Maybe, though. We'll see. Play some Eco. No. Uh, I'm looking forward to Nino Kuni 2. That's the end of March, I think. <clears throat> it's a ways off. Sea of Thieves? Yeah, I'm, in, I'm curious about that one. Yeah, as am I. I wish they did an open beta. I think the betas are still closed, aren't they? Yeah, but you can do the Game Pass for five bucks a month and try it. Oh, that's true. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll do that when it comes out. Try it. That's something we should all play together and stream. Yeah. When it comes out. I definitely plan on trying it. Okay. Uh, anything else, Corey? I don't think so. All right. Um, I will go next. I played a little bit more Celeste. I, I believe I'm in the fourth chapter. Uh, and Celeste is, is an amazing game. I freaking love it. I love the soundtrack, Corey. I've been listening to the soundtrack uh, like when I do chores around the house, which is quite frequently. <clears throat> That's how much how good the soundtrack is. Yeah, oh yeah. T- the platforming is very tight. I think I figured out, Eric and Corey, why, why the... Uh, the dashes sometimes feel a little bit imprecise is because I think you can only go in the eight directions. Mm -hmm. So when you're going to dash and like you're mostly over, but a little bit up, but you end up going, you know, the, the fully diagonal one, it feels like it's not, not super accurate. And I think that's, that's what it is. That's why I don't know if you remember me asking about a controller that has, like little cutouts for the eight direction eight yeah. directions. So it can not so that it like it's stuck in one, but it can kind of settle in one. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean, yeah. Even if it had little nubs that you could tell where you were like mm-hmm. little nubs so you could yeah, kind of slot your thumbstick into that. That would be that would be perfect for, for Celeste. Um but I've got I think thirty five strawberries so far. Um I've died a lot. There's one spot I've been stuck on for the past few times. I haven't been able to get through it. So, um, so I played that. I played Bayonetta, which I downloaded with my w- luckily working Bayonetta code. Um, and Bayonetta is amazing. I don't need to talk about that because I've already talked about it quite a bit. It runs really well on Switch. I've only played it in handheld. I haven't tried it on the screen, but yeah, it runs runs perfectly well. Really looking forward to two because I know I like two significantly more than the first one. Um, so there's that, uh, but the game I've been spending the most time with, and Will can talk with me a little bit about it is, uh, I started DMC yeah. for four in February. Um, and DMC is awesome. It's, Isn't it? uh, oh, it's so good. The combat is, is, it's so good. It's uh, one of the best combats in a game that I've played. Yeah, definitely. And <clears throat> so it's, uh, 
it starts off fairly standard. One of the good things it does is it slowly like eases you into all the different mechanics that you use. So uh, when it starts off, it's just like you have your dash, you have your Y, uh, y and B attacks um, with, with your sword, and then you have your, your guns. So, But then it adds on, like, uh, then you have, if you push down the right trigger, it brings up uh, your... Your your hammer, your heavy weapon, uh, and then you have your Y and B attacks, and then your aerial attacks, uh, and then you get like a scythe, uh, which is the le- you hold on the left trigger to use that, and that's your your scythe attacks uh, with with Y and B also holding left trigger. But then it adds uh, like fists, uh, so you switch back and forth between the fist the fists and the and the hammer uh, for your heavy attacks, and then it adds. Uh, like two almost like uh big shurikens. They have a name, but they're like, you know, throwing three stuff like ninja stars, big ninja stars. I don't even know what they're called, but Shuriken. No, they're big they're bigger. Uh chakras. Boomerangs. Chakras, they're, yeah. They're like chakras. Um but yeah, the, then then they add that to the left trigger and then you get a new gun. Uh so you it's and it's switching between all those different things constantly and when they throw you in the, the you know in a battle with a bunch of enemies you have to kind of know okay this enemy is weak against this type of thing this enemy is weak against this type of thing you mix and match the attacks um it's so good and i'm really into the story too uh it's really it's uh and will's talked about this liking this in, in games is the the square off between uh heaven and hell and its interaction with uh, the actual people in the game. Yep. Uh, it's my first Devil May Cry game, so I was not familiar with, with the story, or Dante before uh, his hair change. I love how they call attention to that in like the first like five minutes of the game. <laughs> yeah, it is, and it's, it's a really funny call, because I, I only knew of, of that controversy uh, because of you, Will, and I, I wouldn't have caught that joke you... uh, had I not known about so, that. The user reviews on Metacritic were like, three because the hair change stupid <laughs> i think it looks better the yeah. way it is instead of looking like uh an edgy like, like uh, an edgy team. edgy emo vampire wannabe yeah. yeah um but yeah it's it's a really good game i'm really close to the end i think i'm in the 16th i i just or did i just finished the 16th chapter or mission out of 20 um <clears throat> so yeah it's really really quite good yeah, I'm a huge fan of that game. I think it. Uh, I don't even know when that game came out. To be honest, I think it was like 2011 or 2010. Wow, something like that. It's been it's it's been out for a while. It runs really well on my computer. Uh, it looks good too. They have, have done X, X, HD texture uh, touch ups, so um, it runs f- like flawlessly on my ultra wide, and it looks really good. And it controls very tight, which is we good. need another Devil May Cry. <coughs> I'm sure they'll do one at some point. Because it's been it's been a while, as you said. Yeah. So I think we're we need another one. What did yeah. we say for this one? 2013, right? Was yes. it 2013? That's more recent than I would have thought. It's a while ago, though. Yeah, it's five years, which is weird to think about. But well, I uh, you know Bayonetta kind of deals with the same themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is cool. The the matches the squaring off between heaven and hell and and being at it's appeared Paradiso and Inferno. Should I just play the second one and not worry about the first? Yeah, I mean you're not. It's not a super deep story. If you just you could go on the YouTube, I'm sure, and find mm-hmm. you know Bayonetta one story and then just play the second one because you can borrow mine. 
Okay, yeah, because I, I, I do want to play it. I think so. it's a game you'd really like. I was been reading articles on, I think Destructoid and Kotaku about how good Bayonetta two still yeah. is. Yes, uh, Eric really liked it. I know. Yep, much better. I did not like the first one, but I really like the second one. Yeah, the the yeah, <clears throat> the second one is head and shoulders above the first one. I like the first one, but the second one's far better. So. So yeah, I played a lot of video games, and I actually played some of Devil May Cry on my Nvidia Shield tablet, which is the first first time I've done that in a really long time. Um, it the Wi-Fi, well. yeah, it ran relatively well. The Wi-Fi reception on that is not good, uh, but I think it was only possible because my router has such a good gives off such a good signal. Um, my my uh, five gigahertz band <coughs> comes in nice and strong, so. I've been able to use that. I so I have to do Hellblade still, and I've got to finish uh, Cosmic Star Heroin because I'll probably I probably end up finishing Devil May Cry like tomorrow, and I'll have a few days left to to finish my four in February. I think Hellblade is a five six yep. hour game. I'm gonna start that one next because uh, I I want to at least play play all the games for four in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I don't end up finishing Cosmic Star Heroin, that's okay. If yeah. I can get three of them done, I'll be happy. So you're the last bastion of hope, Dan. <laughs> I know. I, I feel I feel a responsibility on my shoulders to try and get this thing done. Bring it home, Dan. I'm I'm within striking distance. I will at least say that. I might make a surprise uh, run at it here in these last <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you spend a good like two or three days playing a lot of video games, you could probably probably get a lot of it done. You know, I. I could finish two of my games in a day if I really wanted to. Yeah. Will, you've been playing Stardew Valley, too. You didn't talk about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have, you haven't gone yet, have you? No. Yeah, I haven't gone. Okay. I'm done, so go ahead. Yeah, I've been playing Stardew Valley. I've put in probably... There was one day where I legitimately... It was actually Sunday. I didn't work. I woke up at, like, 9. At 10, I sat on the couch and started playing Stardew Valley, and... I played until my Switch died, and then I sat at my computer and played Dynasty Warriors until about 1. So that's a day that I played a lot of games, but I'm on my summer right now for Stardew Valley. I just started, so I planted everything. I had, in my first month, or well, I guess the fall, or no, the the spring, I made over $10,000 going into the summer to buy seeds and whatnot. So, you know, I've been doing that. I bought all of the seeds for like blueberries and melons and stuff like that. Um, tomatoes. I bought a lot of stuff that can regrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can just keep watering it and it'll just keep regrowing back. Yeah, uh, it makes ma- daily maintenance a little bit easier. Yeah. The only problem is, is by the time I'm done watering, I'm so low on energy that like I can't do anything. And sometimes I'm too lazy to go like make food or go buy food. So sometimes I just, you know, fish a little chit chat with the 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 civilians and then go to bed and get back the next day. I named my cat Gohan. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. So I got a cat, uh, put water in its dish dish every morning, you know, water my plants, and then I go try to woo Haley. I think I have I was... her at six hearts. Okay. Wow. Already? Well You know you know the first flower festival, you don't you're not you don't get a dance usually? Yeah. Uh, I, I never actually have. I actually got to dance with Haley. Really? Nice. I was really surprised. I didn't think that like I could get to that point so quickly. Uh. But but it's actually kind of easy with her because she likes daffodils, which grow in the wild. 
yeah. in the spring. So I just like go pick them up and then just go give give her one, and then mm-hmm. you know. So I was able to start really early with the, you know, the wooing of her. So nice. But yeah, that's my that's my playthrough so far. That game is so good. I cannot wait for the multiplayer. <laughs> Me too. I was just telling the wife the other day that it's coming out soon, so we'll we'll have to play that. It'll be our oh. cathartic experience. I think I could foresee the co-pilot Final Fantasy being put on the back burner for co-piloting Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. <laughs> yeah. I could definitely definitely see that happening with Dragon Bay Farm. You know who I always see playing Stardew Valley? Chris? Chris. He <laughs> has I Anytime check. I get on the computer, I look at, on my Steam friends list and he's playing Stardew Valley. Now, is he <laughs> he leaves it running, right? Cuz he has over 1000 hours of play. I don't know, but <laughs> it's literally on most of the time. <laughs> What's he going to do when his wife isn't pregnant anymore? Well, he'll be taking care of the baby, so when the baby's sleeping, he'll be playing Stardew Valley. <laughs> I'm going to get his hours played for Stardew Valley. It's a lot. Almost, almost 2,000. <laughs> what? That's uh, crazy. That's yeah, a lot of time. <laughs> but you should, came Corey, like... next time you see him, have him send you pictures of his farm. I want to see it. No, oh, well. Unless he just keeps restarting, I don't know. Because, yeah, I mean, some of those, a lot of those may be uh, leaving his computer on, but that's still a lot of hours of Stardew Valley, you know? I'm I'm actually texting him right now because I'm very curious. I'm asking if his playtime is legit or if it, he leaves it running. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Um, Eric, did you have anything you want to talk about for what you played? No, no, not really Fortnite. I just wanted to talk about how much better it looked, but I already mentioned that. Um, yeah. I did play a little more of Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like a good game. It's just not really grabbing me. Um, I don't know. I I loved XCOM, and I think I liked that because it was... And even though it's sci-fi, it was a little more like... Uh, I don't know if realistic is the word, but... Yeah. I don't know. It just pulled me in a little more than uh, than yeah. that one is. But I'm going to keep playing it for sure. Mario and Rabbids, it's, it's XCOM Lite. Yeah, yeah. So, but I didn't. I didn't really play enough to to talk too much about it. But I will keep plugging away at it here and there when I get a chance. Okay. All right. I think it's time for feedback, right? Yes. We got quite a bit. Oh, we got a copyright claim for episode one fifty eight on YouTube. I saw that for Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Really? Mm-hmm. We could probably fight that one. Our send song? the email. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Send the email of them giving us permission. Not worth That's... it. I don't care. Uh, who's, who filed the, the claim? Yeah, probably. Claimed by CD Baby? Yeah, probably their record company or something. So I got a response from Chris. Uh-huh. He said, I leave it running. If it was legit, my wife would have left me. <laughs> <laughs> still though still it's impressive play it quite a bit <laughs> yeah okay um okay so the first email is from tate 
who says, uh, hey guys, hope all is well. I've been playing Fortnite and Monster Hunter World this week, and I gotta say, Fortnite is like the game of golf. Most of the time it leaves you dropping F-bombs and pulling Happy Gilmore wanting to break and throw a rake into the woods uh, to, to can be with so it can be with its family. But on the other hand, there's always one match where you just kick ass and are so close to winning or even win, it just keeps you coming back again and again. Monster Hunter, on the other hand, holy shit, what a fun game. Seriously, I haven't had a game totally take over my mind throughout the day like Monster Hunter does in a long time. Wherever I am, I, all I want to be doing is slaying monsters and making badass armor out of them. Something I really enjoy about the game is that it can be done without spending a single cent on the game, and it does require some grinding, but the rewards come often, and they are always well worth the grind. It is also fun being able to team up with friends to take down giant beasts. Who wouldn't like that? Anyways, I highly recommend Monster Hunter World to everyone. I beat before the storm, and I gotta say, the voice acting was horrendous. Rachel's dad sounding like a robot, robot grandpa. Chloe sounding like she's constantly nervous, not to mention her body jerking around everywhere. She every time she does something anyways i did not like this about this game but the story was amazing and intriguing which which made it all worth it i know you guys are saying you did not like the scene after the credits but i really did like it because the whole time you know is going to happen to rachel and i liked how they threw that scene and at the end to remind you that this story did not end happily which makes those moments you played through more meaningful that moment for me seeing rachel's phone ringing with 17 missed calls from chloe and hearing the pictures being taken in the background seriously got to me that was a powerful moment, in my opinion, but to each their own, I guess. Anyways, I pre-ordered Far Cry 5, and it seems like it'll be really cool. As I love the atmosphere of Montana. This game hits home more to me more than ever, considering Utah is pretty similar to Montana in a lot of ways. I am excited to play that. Have a good one, guys. <clears throat> Monster Hunter. Once it comes to PC, I will be playing Monster Hunter. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah I'd like I to play it. I just like again the time. Yeah, I think that you have to put into it. I don't think I could do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys know my feelings on it. I I nearly bought a console just to play it. <laughs> so that means you are going to buy it when it comes to PC, right? Oh yeah. I don't know how Family Share works. With that if you can play it, well, no, because once you, yeah, you can't play at the same time in Family yeah, Share. We wouldn't be able to play together. Not that that's an issue, right? Because not like we play together anyway. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Uh, Before the Storm. Yeah, I didn't... At at first, I didn't uh, care for the voice acting, but I kind of got used to it, I guess. I I mean, Chloe, especially, her her voice actor um, for the first Life is Strange was uh, Ashley Birch, who I think did a fabulous job. And it definitely wasn't as good. It was like the I don't know I can't remember who the, who did the voice acting in Before the Storm, but uh, the, she tried very hard to mimic Ashley Birch's voice, um, and for the most part I I didn't notice, but there was times when I'm like oh man, it's not not quite the same, you know. It was the voice actor of Aloy from Horizon. Yeah, Ashley Birch. Wait, was, that was, was the original diff- one. It was a different one in Before the Storm. Oh, okay. I thought it was the other way around. My bad. Yeah. So Far Cry Five. I know there's some interest amongst us for Far Cry Five. Yeah, Will and I are going to split that one. Do you, yep. When does it come out? End of May, or I'm sorry, end of March. Twenty. Oh, damn it. Third, maybe. Something like that. Twenty-seven. Damn right? it. There's too much coming out at the end of March. What else is coming out? Uh, Nino Cooney. 
Rihanna DeVry, Dan. Rihanna DeVry. Okay. I'm pronouncing that last name right. What was what that, Will? Uh, PlayStation. PlayStation PC. And I'm interested in it. I want to play it. There's other stuff that's coming out at the end of March. I know there is. I think I mentioned a game earlier. Final Fantasy is the... Yeah, there's. I swear there's another one, though. Another big game coming out at the end of March. You're right. I can't think of it right now, though. I'd bring up the list, but it'd take me too long. So I'm not gonna... Let me see what we got here. Not a boy, Corey. I used to have the list ready to go. There it is. I know there's another big end of March release. I mean, Sea of Thieves. That's what it was. Sea of Thieves. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. But that, you know, if I'm only going to do the Xbox Game Pass thing, then that's a minor expense. I don't have to worry about paying for a full game. A Way Out is the 23rd. Oh. Another one. Damn it. I better... I better get some money. You know what? This time of the year is when you're supposed to catch up on everything, not get new releases. Yeah. Detective Pikachu for the 3DS comes out March 23rd. Doesn't Kirby come out in March, too? I think it's February. Uh, Kirby Star Allies for the Switch, March 16th. Yep. That's a maybe. Wait for reviews on that one. All right, next email is also from Tate, who says, Okay, sorry for yet another feedback for today, but I'm currently taking a dump at work and listening to last <laughs> week's podcast. Want to address Eric again? <clears throat> playing th- playing the first episode was, was not enough. You experienced nothing, basically. Try out the rest of it. I promise you will like the story. And like I said, if you don't, I'll ven- Venmo you some money for a case <laughs> of fear of your choice. Also, I guess I didn't realize where your hate from it came from. And I'll say this, no way in hell is life is... Is Life is Strange even close to a game of the year? I will agree on that. But it was a great game, and the story will grab you by the sack. Anyways, much brotherly love, gentlemen. Taterade out. Taterade. So, you know, my thoughts we... on that are it's the same way I feel about Game of Thrones. I shouldn't have to get through a season for it to pick up. Sure. So I would argue that I shouldn't have to play through one episode for me to like something. Sure. I, uh, I, I wholly agree with that so. logic. Appreciate the offer, Tate. I think mm-hmm. my time has come and passed from Life is Strange. Sure. Yep. Oh, also, Tate, I need your um, gamer tag. I think he's. I think he sent it. I think yeah, it's I think on Twitter. Oh, okay. Look in our messages on Twitter. I think it's there. Okay. Uh, next is from Alex. He says. This is Creed from The Office. I'm not offended by homosexuality. In the 60s, I made love to many, many women, often outdoors, in the mud, in the rain. It's possible a man man slipped in. Would be no way of knowing. (laughs) Good stuff. He says, hey guys, how's everyone doing? I'm doing quite well. Today is my 31st birthday. Happy birthday. Was that today? That was today. I was wondering if I should buy a Switch today or wait to see if a good bundle will come around later in the year. Like a Switch with a Pro Controller or two games for a good price, do you think that's possible with Nintendo or a limited edition Switch like the red for Mario Odyssey or green for Legend of Zelda? That's all I got. Have a great weekend. I hmm. think he should... Happy birthday, first of all. Happy birthday. Yeah. I, think... I think he should buy a Switch now. Yeah. 
See if you can find one of the Mario editions. Yeah, the, with the two the two red Joy-Cons. Yeah, because like, what's coming out this year that you'd want to wait to get the, like a collector's edition? Yeah, and the, the, like their bundles, you don't save that much money. Like their stuff, like even if you went to buy a Wii U right now, it would still be like two hundred and fifty bucks. You know, like their stuff just doesn't change in price. You might be able to get like a a bundle deal where you spend like seven hundred dollars and get like six games and two pro controllers and but i think you have to spend like a lot of money for that to be worth it you know yeah i think i think you look for the mario bundle and if you can't find it you just buy the regular one yeah yeah and then get your games um yeah trade some stuff in if you can hope you like it as much as we like ours yeah i mean what do you what do you guys think Corey? what are you asking me Alex wants to know if he should get a Wii, uh, Switch, Nintendo Switch now, oh. or if he should wait for a bundle or a limited edition. Um, do it. I would wait. Oh. Don't listen God. to Corey. <laughs> if three are saying just do it, don't listen got, to Corey. Well, okay, all right. No here. Let's 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 talk about this then. Yeah. Why should why why just jump on it? Because he wants to get one. He's he's asking if he should. Do it now or wait for like a collector's edition bundle. So he's he's patient. He's willing. He's patient enough to wait, right? But my argument is he's what asking game the question. is coming out this year that is going to have a cool enough bundle that you're waiting for? Yeah. I don't know. But we also don't know what they plan on putting out this year. They could put out a, a cool uh, Zelda-branded limited edition Switch or something. Why would they do that now? I don't know. I don't work at Nintendo. I Why disagree. does Nintendo do anything the way that they I, do it? I think he just I think he just get one. Yeah. That's fine. I guess my point is it, he's clearly willing to wait, so I say wait. I don't know. Until you can't wait anymore. No, get started now. Yeah, get, get breath of get breath of the wild. Catch up on the things get that you missed. Mario Odyssey. Get a bunch of indie games. It's got there's there's a huge indie library that, that you know it's is perfect for it. Yeah, definitely Celeste. Celeste is is amazing. Yeah, you got a lot of good stuff there. I still have to get a pro controller. I'm gonna get one one of these one of these days. It'll be an impulse buy. I think they had them for like fifty five bucks on sale. Oh, nice! I just couldn't. I didn't. I didn't have quite have the funds. But then again, I also play mostly in handheld mode, so that wouldn't do me too much good. Yeah, uh, that's kind of where I'm at, Dan. I have a pro controller, and I rarely use it. Yeah. But it's nice to have the option. Yeah. All right. Think about playing some Wii U tonight. What do you guys think of that? What are you yeah. gonna play? I don't know. I've got Mario Maker and Xenoblade Chronicles too. X or X. I think yeah. Go to Mario Maker tonight. I think you're right. Make some levels. Mario Maker has to be coming to the Switch, right? Yeah. Or Mario Maker two. Mar- yeah, or Mar- Mar- Mario Maker two. A lot of people two. were clamoring for Zelda Maker. Yeah. 3D? <laughs> no. Or both, like a combo, you know? Whatever you want. Yeah, if it could switch. I could see it. Yeah, and like the Game Boy in the Game Boy style, like yeah. uh Four Swords Adventure. Yeah, that would be, be really awesome. Really easy to to do that, right? Mhm. Didn't um I think we talked about this before, but isn't there a a fan-made version of that, a Zelda Maker? Wouldn't surprise me. I think it got shut down. Yeah, I think it did too. I think they were working on it and it got shut down. So, 
Next email is from Idaho Jake who says, Hey guys, just a quick update. My face is getting better. My jaw swelling should be gone in about a week. I bought Agents of Mayhem and it is a pretty cool game. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Now for the Idaho Jakes. This day in gaming history, 1999, EA signs a multi-year deal with Formula One. 2007, XCOM was released on Windows. Uh, 2011, Bulletstorm and Killzone 3 was released. And just because of the name fat dragon is now downloadable on the wii u and new 3ds thanks guys and carry on i'm sorry xcom is 2007 i don't think that's the new xcom i feel like that new xcom came out after we started this podcast holy shit well there's that xcom shooter oh the bureau Bureau. that was afterwards wasn't it that might have been 2007 uh it was after the first xcom Mm, you're right. <laughs> I've got October 9, 2012. Yeah, that sounds right. I, mean, I know we, it came out after we started this podcast. Yeah. Oh, man. Jake's testing us. That was a test, definitely. Oh, no. Okay. No. 1999, Formula 1, 2000. Yeah, I don't know. I thought maybe I just read it wrong, but... That is not the case. It's always a possibility. Let's get to the bottom of this. This is bullshit. (laughs) Jake, explain yourself. Uh, Okay. Game giveaway time. So we have three. We didn't get anything on Facebook. Nothing on Twitter, I don't believe. Nope. Okay. Uh, Do we want to give Tate two entries since he sent in two emails? Sure. Um, okay. I think we go one. One. What do you think? It's fine with me. <clears throat> one, two, three. Tate, Alex, Jake. What do you got, Corey? Are you guys talking to me? Yes. We're doing the trying game to, giveaway. Trying to get to the bottom of this XCOM. He did say on Windows. So it maybe it's up. the older XCOM coming to Windows. Oh, like re-release seven, re-release. That's the only thing I can think of. I'm trying yeah. to find a definitive answer, but that could very well be. That could very well be. All right. So, what are the? Who's got what number? Uh, Tate is one. Alex is two. Jake is three. One through three, and the winner is number one. Tate. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Utah Tate. Taterade. Um, yep. Okay. Um, did I ever send... Alex uh, had his option of Fear 2 Project Origin, Puzzle Agent 2, Beyond Eyes, Broken Sword Director's Cut, and Race the Sun. I don't know. Did he ever... Does he anybody remember? Race the Sun is what he wants. It's okay. It's in the emails. Perfect. Okay, so Race the Sun. Uh, Jake has his option of Roos, the Banner Saga, Saga, Galaxy, Stronghold Crusader 2, and Mythic Wonders, the Philosopher's Stone. I don't know if he's responded. I apologize if he has. I've been trying to stay on top of these, um, and I think I have, except for Alex. And then Miguel um, can no longer select Race the Sun. But can choose Battlefield 3, Dear Esther, Gary's Mod, Game of Thrones, a Telltale game series. So, Tate, your options. 
First one up is game number 107, Toki Tori 2 Plus. Nice. All right. Does anybody know what that is? No. Sounds awesome. <laughs> okay. Game 112, Sanctum 2. It's a good game. That's come up a few times, hasn't it? I believe so. Number 95, Guacamele Gold Edition. Next one up, 89. I almost um, resubscribed to Humble Monthly. Yeah. What's the game this month? Dark Souls. Oh, that's right. Or was. Um, I don't know if that's switched. Uh, your fourth game is Retro Slash Grade. I don't, I don't know anything about that. So I've yeah, heard of no it. Context. I think it's um, a, uh, an indie, like retro indie, if I remember correctly. And the last one is Dirt 3. So again, Tate, your options are Tokitori 2 Plus, Sanctum 2, Guacamole Gold Edition, Retro Grade, and Dirt 3. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, next week, what are we thinking? Man, anything come out? Uh, no, not at the end of February. Nothing I plan on buying anyway. Let's go to our favorite game review site. We could do. Uh, I, I keep wanting to do an indie games preview, 2018 indie games preview. Not a bad idea. That sounds like a lot of work. It's, yeah. yeah. Look, right. this is the way I look at it. We can do it and put the work in it and make it good, or we can half-ass it, which is more likely, and make it bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, really, it's just coming up with like three or four indie games. Um, uh, Metal Gear Survive comes out, or came out already. Nope. February twentieth. No interest. No. Nope. Is free? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I don't think so. How it seems like a free to play? <laughs> it does. Yeah. It doesn't have reviews yet. It says it came out February twentieth. Must be really good. I think because it's online and they like to wait until. I did read something today that uh, they're asking people to pay ten dollars to open extra save slots for their characters. <laughs> What? Which is one of the reasons I assumed it was free to play. I don't. Here's two games coming out tomorrow that I haven't heard of. One called Past Cure. Anybody familiar with that? No. Dark psychological thrill- thriller. Um, that one does not look interesting to me. And then Gravel, arcade style, ultimate off-road experience, race around the world. Hmm. Racing sports simulation game. Eh, probably so not, no interest for many of us. Not an episode. No. So I'll play Eco. We could do four in February recap. That'd be a pretty quick one. <laughs> yes, we would. What about Fee? I was going to get Fee, but then the not reviews came reviews. out for it, and it didn't review that well. So that's going to be a sale purchase for me, probably. So we'll figure it out on Wednesday. Yep. <laughs> yes, we will. Six days from today. <laughs> we could do an early St. Patty's Day episode, and I'll get good and schnockered. I'm always in for that. Me too. 
Okay. Will, Will and I are going to abstain. I'll just play Stardew Valley while we record the whole time like I am now. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I haven't drank in a long time, like heavily, and I drank a ton on Saturday. But it was all Utica clubs. Felt great the next day. No hangover at all. I love that. Waking up and maybe you don't feel awesome, but right. I, I although tired. I have. I have woken up after drinking a lot and thinking I'm going to have a hangover and I feel awesome. That's happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I wish I knew the science behind it. But yeah, when you wake up and you like you feel okay. No yeah. hangover. Yeah. No day-long nausea. I was up at 7:30. Yeah. You know, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Yep. Last time I was bombed was New Year's Eve. Mm. Cor, I don't remember you being that drunk Saturday night. I was pretty drunk. Hmm. I was doing double funnels like every time we lost at your pong. Oh, you were beer pong. Huh? Where was beer pong? Oh, it was at uh, Austin's house. Ah. Uh, All my my friends were in town. John Liga was in town. Oh wow. Remember one of those people that Corey would take on a space journey with Eric? Yeah, yeah. I know right. Austin was. I don't remember who else, but I know, I, know who it, I can tell you who it wasn't. He's normally my beer pong partner too when we're in the same room, but with my girlfriend there, yeah. I had to give him the boot, which kind of sucked because uh, she yeah, was. I'd, I'd say she was not funneling her beer when we lost, so I had to. Ooh. I, had to I had to funnel two beers every time we lost. Oh. oh. Granted, I think we only lost like twice, two or three times, but still. Yeah. All right. So yeah, next week's episode will be a surprise when when, when it rolls around next week. Everyone. Um, yeah, even us. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for episode three forty four of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Wall. Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement.